Well, hello, everybody. I'm Dill Shores. I'm Emerson Collins, and this is The Dell and Emerson Show. Straight talk. But real gay. Oh, we're back. We are. Hello, everyone. Did you miss us? Did you notice? Were you listening? Were your lives just horrible, horrible, horrible without oh, us? Just uh, pining. Were you pining? I love that uh -huh. word, pining. Were you pining for us? It always makes me picture someone hugging on a fir tree in a forest. You know, just climbing away, covered in sap, a little sticky. Um, <laughs> that's just disgusting. Uh huh. It sure uh, was. Hi, Del Shores. How are you, Collins? How are? It's hot in LA, and y'all, it is real summertime finally today. So I'm sweating. So y'all see me sweating just because you know it's the temperature. It's not anything else. I, you know, I'm not. I don't have hot flashes. <laughs> I was I was thinking more like you were up to fun things, right? And just ran into the broadcasts. Well, that would be nice. There were some fun things in Provincetown, though. Yes. Know. Oh, we. I want to hear all about it. We are going to do some catch up on the show today. Some news we missed. The BET Awards. There's a couple suing a Catholic school. Shikari Richardson in the Olympics. A street preacher got heckled. The hate crime in Spain. Tbilisi Pride. FDA's mad at poppers. SCOTUS court. Some sweet girl prison sex and more. Prison sex. Uh -huh. We'll save that for the end. Y'all got to stick around. I think I saw that last night on Pornhub. It um, is a popular category. Yes. But Sue, please, wait, tell us all about P-Town, your trip to the gayest street in America. How yeah, was your adventure? Commercial. It was, I stayed right on commercial, which was a, a good and a bad thing because it was very loud in the morning and in the wee hours of the morning when the boys all came, you know, from the A-house. Uh -huh. uh, talking very loudly. So uh, it was, Emerson, it was amazing. I mean, we've talked privately, but just for all of you, it, just to be on stage again and to, uh, to connect and to, to not just seeing yourself like we do on the show, which we've been doing and not to discount that because this is an amazing experience, but there's something about uh, that communication. It was crazy great communication and, and I think I was funny and um, I had I just had the best time. And I got to travel with Debbie Holiday, who was just brilliant on stage there. Of and just course. It up. And then my our good friend, Ed Barron, who was a great travel uh, buddy. Um, Y'all, I just I just want to disclose during this show. I have uh, my, my good friend Miguel is uh, working in my bathroom. He's waving and. Uh, and so there may be some noise, but anyway, it's all good. But you are back. So you're back at your house. I am back at my house. The bathroom is still not finished. Uh, it, he says it's going to be finished tomorrow. And I'm hoping because y'all, I, you know, I have to, I'm going to be pilling next week again. Y'all, I have that second surgery of my sh another shoulder. This, this shoulder is getting replaced uh, next week. So uh, on Tuesday. So, uh, but wait, does it not work? Are you pooping in a bucket or does like part of it work? No, no, no. Here's the deal. Here's what I did. This is so trashy. Uh, so that it's just that the vanity that the sink didn't arrive. So it took them forever to get it in. So everything works in my bathroom and everything is, but it's still in, you know, transition of painting and all that. So I divided my kitchen sink. I have a double sink and I made one the bathroom sink. And I was like, okay, that's going to, I can't because of the sanitary. I can't get mix the dishes and the bath. So that's what I'm doing right now. So 
Oh, you got a system. Everybody's all excited about your surgery. Larry and Zana both said bionic Dell. You can go have yeah. whole new. Well, I, I expect to see a lot of shimmying after this one. I can already, I mean, the, the, the great thing is the first surgery was so successful. And, but I do remember the first five to six days was, was very painful. So I'm not looking forward to that. But I will be back as soon as I can. I know, but I'm excited because it's real fun for the rest of us while you're on those pills in the early days. Y'all, I have to say something. Emerson Collins is such a good friend that he even offered to drive. Now, Emerson doesn't get, he's not like me. I get up with the chickens every day. It's like 545, <laughs> I'm up. But Emerson's not exactly like that. But he, he you know, he has an extended day. Uh, whereas I'm, I'm in bed by like 10, 15, 10, 30. And he said, um, I will, uh, do you have anyone to drive you to the, uh, to the airport, to the, um, to, to surgery? And uh, he, he offered to drive me and it's like 5.30 in the morning. And I thought, that's just a good friend. But I have to say the last time Emerson drove me to a surgery, the last thing he told me as I got out of the car was, please don't die. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we've told that here before, but I just think it's very encouraging. It's, it's a way to say, I love you. I hope it goes well all at the same time. You just say, please don't die. <laughs> said it was like, it just made me laugh as I'm getting out. You know, because you can't help but be a little bit nervous going up to the knife. And that's the real point, too. You know, I do that with other people, like with serious stuff. I'm like, look, people are taking care of all those things. I just want to tell you, your hair looks great. You know, <laughs> always be the person helping someone have a little bit of laugh. Yes. You got it. Um, now, you were there for Fourth of July. Did they do fireworks? Uh, they did do, I mean, there was fireworks. There was, I didn't see a fireworks show, show, but, uh, we, cause we went to, we went to see Dixie Longgate on, on, on the 4th of July. So we had such a good time with our good friend Dixie. And, uh, and I talked about Dixie on stage every single night. So I had to plug her show cause I, you know, said some things, yeah. uh, Mm -hmm. But it was, mm -hmm. yeah, it, it, it was, but it was, you know, it's, it was called what is, they call it Twink Week, where it's uh, uh -huh. July is Twink Week. So it wasn't, I, I wish I were there right now because it's Bear Week. And you know, you know, I love the bears. And they love you. But I, 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 I had, I had some fun with, with a, 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 a nice guy who ah. I'm still in communication with. And I'm not going to disclose much, but it was, it was nice to be, you know, um, to have a gentleman caller, gentleman caller, yeah. Uh, Amanda Wingfield, like Amanda Wingfield, I feel so proud. My little well, Laura, I, I need a fan. I need uh -huh, a fan. Sure do. Now. But uh, it was. It was like you know. It reminded me that uh, there's a world out there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All stuck and cooped up, and and was, like fun and silly aside, that intimate contact is important. It's important to us as people, to our beings. You know. And there was a true connection. It's not, it yeah. wasn't, it, there was, a, it was like, yeah, it was nice. So oh, that's, that's, all I'm so gonna say. that's enough. That's plenty. Well, our 4th of July, first of all, Blake and I went to Palm Springs for three days because after we lived there for three months of the pandemic, I had a breakdown, came home and got pills. I sort of had a taint on the Springs a little bit, not my taint, a taint, a, you know what? Uh, and so we, we needed to like cleanse the Palm Springs experience. We went back, stayed at a little hotel. You could tell we were having a good time when we were cheering on the straight young couples in the swimming pool playing chicken. That I was in a good mood. 
Like they started doing chicken beside us and we started clapping and Blake looked at me and said, are we applauding? And I was like, seems like we are. We were even at one of the gay nudie places. We, we went back to all our favorite places, went to 849, so oh, excited. Wow. Went to Tropical. We stayed at the V this time and they had a little restaurant on the place whose breakfast was so good we ate there every morning. I don't know that. It's right down on the curve, right by the Ace, you know, down oh, at the curve. Yeah, 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 I know the Ace. Right in that stretch. And we went to the barracks, the big, fun, leather men bar at, at, at the border of Rancho Mirage. They had one of those clothes check parties. We paid our fee, checked our clothes, walked around in our harnesses and things and made friends. And it was just fun to be out and super gay in the desert for a couple of days. I always think of our good friend Alan and Stuart Bell going to the barracks and Alan asking for a pina colada. <laughs> they said they don't have a blender. <laughs> but what I love about that and why we love going is, you know, it's fun. It's like all people, you, people fully dressed, people in just jock straps, like all the range of looks and feels. But everyone's friendly, everyone's nice, everyone's accepting no whatever your comfort level is. We got, we talked. We talked to more strangers this weekend. We wandered to all our favorite stores and bought nonsense we didn't need, shopped at the Gay Mart. I just got all my gay recharged. Well, just good. I'm glad. I'm going to have to go down to Palm Springs because that gentleman caller is from Palm Springs. Yeah, um, any, any excuse. And then, but our 4th of July, so we came back uh, early, so we'd skip the Palm Springs traffic. And we went and did 4th of July on Ann Walker's patio up north in the valley with Chris Pudlow and his boyfriend Ashley and Justin Martindale and Matt Hayes and Ann's daughter Lauren. And we had a little barbecue cookout and watched the fireworks all across the valley from her big gorgeous patio. And it, for like three straight hours, it did not stop. Oh, I know it's crazy in the valley with the, the fireworks. Yeah. Uh, well, happy fourth or past fourth, everybody. I'm glad we're back and we, we get to, to see y'all and, and talk. I know. About it's to see y'all and be seen. Uh, Emerson, so Anne, did y'all play games? I thought that it was gonna be- We did, we played games. Now, I will be honest that some of the marijuana and alcohol flowed a little freely before we got into the games, but we did play several rounds of not super successful Pictionary that were quite hilarious. <laughs> I'm only good at certain categories with Pictionary. Give me entertainment, I will slay. The Pictionary, I'm, I'm a great guesser. I'm a terrible drawer. I like I have trouble with stick people, you know, like I'm trying to it took me a good two minutes to draw a sponge. How do you get to sponge? I started by drawing a sink and then a little like hook for the handle and pointing at the sponge. And then I tried to draw SpongeBob SquarePants to like get the two together. We never got it. Oh, no, that's that's that, the drawing is not good for me. It's not one of my spiritual oh, gifts. Mary, I was thinking of Trivial Pursuit. Oh, uh, that is not the same. Yeah, Pictionary doesn't have an entertainment category, does it? No, Trivial Pursuit just oh. makes you hungry. You're pushing pies around the table all night long. I hate, uh, Pictionary is not my game. It is not. Uh-uh, uh -uh. nope. Oh, and I didn't even tell y'all on that show because we were so busy headed for this break, but Blake and I did Watch What Happens Live that Saturday after our last show we did a People's Couch reunion on Bravo on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen. So after we did four years, four seasons on the network, we finally got to be guests on the show with Scott and Julie and Brandy and Destiny, who's on Shaw's now. Uh, so that was very exciting too. Well, look at you just being Mr. Celeb. 
I know, well, and they asked, what do you want to promote? Because I know you probably didn't get to see it. And I said, I want you to tell people they can see our movies, The Very Sort of Wedding and Southern Baptist Sissies on Amazon and Hulu and places. And they did. They said it twice. Well, look at that. I have not seen it. I, 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 I forgot. I, what happened? Oh, I just fell asleep and I and, and did not watch it. But I, um, I, I, I will get through it. Wait, hold on. Your daughter is here. Uh, and she says, uh, Scategories is more your speed, says Rebecca. Yes, Scategories is our game. Rebecca, you are so right. We love Scategories. And we used to love Monopoly, too. Uh-huh. Monopoly. Uh-huh. Well, y'all, what we're supposed to do is the LGBTQ news and nonsense. And there's some things we missed and some things that are happening. So I thought we'd do some of those. But it's a little more casual-like than sometimes because... Ali will tell you, I miss doing this. I love doing this. It was a reminder of how much uh, fun it is. So I'll kick it off, because two weeks ago, was literally the weekend we went away, was the BET Awards. And there was a ton of LGBTQ representation among people and presenters and Lena Waithe and lots of people there. But the big giant news was Queen Latifah, while receiving the Lifetime Achievement Award, ended her speech saying, I'm gonna get off this stage, but then she said, I thank you for making Equalizer number one. Ebony, my love. Rebel, my love. Peace, happy pride. Now, Ebony is her partner and Rebel is their child. So that was sort of kind of the, what, I, what we're going with is Queen Latifah's like coming out. Yeah, because there's a lot of flack over the years because she never has really officially come out. Um, so, um, well, and I have said, I'm sure I've said here before. Everybody's journey, everybody's life, being a black woman in entertainment and music in Hollywood is not easy now, has never been. She's broken a lot of barriers. The only time I got irritated was that year she performed at Long Beach Pride and said like our community and then was like, no, 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 that's not what I was saying. Now look, if you're gonna live in a glass closet, don't come to our events and take our money and then say, no, 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 I'm not making an announcement. That was the only time I was like, you came to us, that's not the same. So it's very exciting to see her uh, acknowledge her partner, who's clearly very important in her life. Is she in LA? Who? Queen Latifah. She's not LA, is she? I, I swear to God, I was just down at the uh, having a drink with my friend Tim at the. Uh, I know I was day drinking at the. Judge me, please. At the Roosevelt Hotel, and um, he, uh, as I'm coming out, there's this big ass Mercedes, and it had Queen La on the license plate. Oh, that sure could be. I mean, look, even Pat Jones was like, love me some Queen L. Maybe that was her call. I just didn't think she would put Queen La. So, so but I was rubbernecking. I was like, it's like, who, who is it? I mean, I feel like when you're that famous, you don't want a vanity plate. I, I still so. keep talking about trying to get Emerson because it's seven letters, which is what we have here in California. I'm sure somebody has it, but I could put like a star or a heart as the O and maybe get it. Oh, that's a good idea. But then people think I was an asshole driving around. I'll, I'll do That's a good Christmas gift for you. Uh -huh. You register and admit changing my license plate with the California DMV. Um, and then, but the other like big, super huge piece, uh, Lil Nas X performed Montero, Call Me By Your Name again, wearing a skirt, like the Michael, inspired by Michael Jackson. Uh, and then he ended his performance full on with his tongue down the throat of one of his dancers, Yai Ariza, also the same dancer that licked his neck uh, on SNL. And it was a huge moment, uh, particularly on that stage, 
And there was a lot of comparisons and reminders afterwards that like in 2009, when Adam Lambert did that on the American Music Awards, he basically had to go on an apology tour for doing it. But there was tons of amazing response as there should be and lots of celebrities and lots of like culture, but there was still plenty of homophobia, as you would imagine in the responses. And he tweeted, since y'all still doing all this kid over a kiss, I'm just, I'm gonna just fuck the N word on stage next time. Someone asked if he was a top or bottom and he said power bottom. And then he said, we teach our bottoms to shrink themselves, to make themselves smaller. We say to bottoms, you can have ambition, but not too much. You should aim to be successful, but not too successful. Otherwise you would threaten the top. Whoa. And I thought it was amazing. Like talking about shaming within, within our community while he's addressing the larger community. Uh, and then he tweeted after, in the week since, because the discussion has gone on, he shared, it took me a lot of time to mentally prepare for this performance. While on stage, I was trembling, knowing that I was performing something like that in front of my straight peers. Even during the performance, I was having a hard time calming my nerves. Thank you guys for the love. You know, it's like as huge as he is, as big as he is, being this gay entertainer in front of a very straight crowd and a very straight audience. Um, I just, he's so impressive and so amazing, the path he's charting. You know, in a odd way, I mean, she, of course, wasn't LGBT, but he push, he's pushing those boundaries like Madonna used to, uh, you know, yeah. with the, remember the Britney kiss and all of that. And, it, and of course, she, it, all it did was make her just more famous and sell more records. So I don't, yeah. think, I don't think it's stupid what he's doing. I mean, I do think it's different because like Madonna and Britney and Christina as straight women, like pandering, you know, like les lesbian sapphic moments have pandered to a straight audience in a very different way than like gay men expressing uh, sexuality. But Madonna posted that photo and then people acted like she was trying to claim credit. And he tweeted, he was like, we are friends. I knew what she was doing and saying, you know, it's all progress. Uh, and lots of people have contributed to the advancement of expanding sexual horizons in pop music. Well, in other news, we have Anthony in 2017, Anthony and Barbara Scarpo donated $1.35 to a Catholic school in Tampa, Florida, and the school renamed its theater after them, the Scarpo Family Theater. I just always love these donations that come with a, like a, 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 you know, a name. Oh, are you kidding? If I make a ton of money doing anything ever, I'm going to find the smallest places I can give to and get my name on something. Okay. It's like the little Pensacola uh -huh. Theater is now the Emerson Collins Theater. Okay. So I want to be like, wait, I want to be like the Waco Civic Theater, Emerson Collins bathroom. You know, <laughs> I'm like small places, small, small names. The bar, the Dell Shores bar. Correct. Um, so last week, back to the story, the family sued the Academy of Holy Names. I just love that. They sued the Academy of Holy Names, saying it had strayed from the Catholic teaching and is in breach of contract. The lawsuit says the school acted fraudulently and criticizes the school's, in quotes, zeal to embrace the politically correct woke culture currently in vogue where gender identity, human sexuality, pregnancy termination, a mother, among other hot button issues took center stage. Now the lawsuit refers to the school issuing a letter that said, rejecting the racism and hatred reflected in the deaths of 
Ahmad, uh, uh, Ahmad uh, God, what am I saying? Ahmad Arbery. Ahmad Arbery, George Floyd, and Breonna Taylor. It is imperative we have conversations that are uncomfortable, learn from them, reconcile, and grow. The lawsuit also says, on a blackboard at the entrance to the school where all ages pass, Defendant Academy explains how to be a good ally to the LGBTQ plus individuals, but utterly fails to put any part of this explanation into perspective with mainstream Catholicism. So now, now they want their money back. They say, give it back. We want our money's back and we want our daughter's tuition fees to be donated to some Catholic charity. It's just like their, their money came with some conditions. And I just want to go back, Emerson, to this part where it said, you know, in the rejecting the racism and hatred reflecting of all of these, these, I mean, it's like they're yes. saying here. This Catholic school sent out a letter and said, hey, y'all, let's learn to be a little bit racist. And there's a sign that says maybe we could be a little less homophobic and transphobic, too. And the Scarpo said, oh, no, uh-uh. we thought our, we were giving our money so you could be real racist and real homophobic. And we want it back. So, oh, I wonder how this is going to play out. I just want to know. That one's already graduated, and then they have one, they already yanked her out and put her in another school. Can you imagine thinking that your Catholic school just wasn't conservative enough? You know, like, it's still Catholic. I know. I mean, you know, we, I, my kids went to Catholic school, but we had to, I had to teach them, you know, you're going to disagree with a lot of shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even in Los Angeles, there was lots of real Catholic stuff about it. So that's what I, can you imagine? This is a Catholic school, definitively Catholic school. And they just said, uh, 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 we're mostly here for the bigot stuff. So we want our million dollars to go to some charity. But citing that you're, 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 you're anti-racist, you're anti the deaths of Ahmed uh, Ali and, that and, was and, to them. and I mean, it's just, and George Floyd, it's just insane to me that they were willing to, in this woke culture, I mean, what does that mean, guys? What does it mean, this woke culture? Sometimes it just means that, you know, we got to do what's right now. Yeah. Uh, and also, as Brent said, don't the Scarpos know the gays run theater? I mean, you had your name put on one. I mean, surely a director or choreographer has skipped his way across that stage who was a little bit light in the loafers. Maybe they should have given like to the, you know, I don't know, like you said, to the bathroom or, or just uh -huh. some, uh -huh. somebody being there tapping their toe and they'd be like, oh, yeah. no, gay, there's gay shit happening there. The, yeah, the it's the chapel. That's right. Uh huh. Should have been the chapel are the communion cups, the Scarpo cups. Anyway, I thought you'd enjoy that. Like millionaires with too much time announcing loudly to the world, we're more bigoted than the school. And then, you know, we talked, I'm sure you've seen this going on and it's so frustrating and sad. We told you the story of Shikari Richardson who won the US trials 100 meters uh, to head off the Olympics. And then she failed the drug test for marijuana uh, from the June tiles. And she's explained since then that marijuana was helping her cope with the pressure of the sport. And of course, her mother who died a week before she ran. Well, she received a 30-day suspension from the U.S. Anti-Doping Agency, which would have covered her race in Tokyo, apparently, but it would have expired before the relay, the 4x100. So there was hope that she would get to be on that team and compete uh, but the U.S. Uh, team expressed sympathy for her. You at the track and field stated that they are not that allowing her to participate even in the four by one hundred would violate its rules. An exception would be unfair to her peers. 
just so sad and frustrating. Um, my opinion. Like we have got to rec reckon in our culture with marijuana and one, how much benefits it applies to so many people with stress related things, with anxiety, with actual conditions, how much CBD is doing, you know, as many, many people joked, like if she could run that fast on marijuana, I mean, she ought to get it anyway, but it's, I don't think anyone's trying to imply she was actually like a high at the race, just still in her uh, system, unfortunately. But it's just also so sad to see uh, somebody lose like at that level, such yeah. a big team yeah. and somebody that was so hopeful. So sending her lots of love as she like waits for next year's world world competition. Well, and, and oh, okay. Olympics. I mean, will she, will she be as fast then? I mean, that's the thing. Like, Sprinting is so hard on people's body. You know, that hundred is so intense. He, I said, y'all, I went back to the gym this week. But, you know, I, I've tried multiple times, but this time I managed to go four days until today. I'm not feeling well. Don't worry. It's not the COVID. Uh, but I like started running at the gym again. And I was like, Lord, I do not miss this. Yeah. yeah. And Shikari's out there, you know, running in 10 seconds. And I'm like jogging along on a 12 minute mile. But I'm doing it. For that play, I got to be, you know, basically naked in in August. So yes, take a sell this week. Um, so um, this is a, you know, homophobia is in Britain, in UK. Uh, street preacher in England was spewing his crap on a platform next to a sign that said, "Repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of the sins." He preached, everybody can be saved if they humble themselves and repent and turn from your wicked ways. If you humble yourself and repent, do they say humble or humble? Humble yourselves and repent and put your trust in Jesus Christ. You shall be saved. Uh, like please, Jim. please, yes. Please keep doing it. The Eliza Doolittle of it all is amazing. Uh, the downtown Abbey, the, the servants. Uh, uh -huh. They started uh, getting heckled and one person said, God thinks you need to crawl back into whatever hole you came out of, love, and go back into it, my dear. That one was like Maggie Smith. Uh, he says, it's time to get right with God. And a protester responds, and your time came in which a long time ago. Uh, when he started going on about hateful homosexuals, he said, the rectum was created for defecation, not penetration. You need to learn how to use your bodies properly, okay? And one man answers, oh, I know how to use it very well. <laughs> <laughs> Later on, the crowd cheered as two women embrace and kiss in front of the preacher. The preacher momentarily fell silent while applause from others in the crowd can be heard. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Friend. I have so many things to say. First of all, I did not imagine this preacher as Audrey Hepburn's father in My Fair Lady, but that's sort of where we landed just now. Like, I'm getting married in the morning. I pictured the hecklers as a little bit younger, but no, this was suddenly like this, the 70-year-old set sitting back with pot bellies and a cane. But also, wait, I've never heard this one before. The rectum was created for defecation, not penetration. I gotta be honest that the lyrical sound of that is good. Those homophobic preachers need to use that more. Defecation, not penetration. Defecation, not penetration. That's a good one. I'd like to use it. Now we could go into the South and go, the rectum was created for defecation, not penetration. It's very much from one of yours. Get that. Yes. Not penetration. I just hear <laughs> Newell. I just hear Newell as that pastor in Sissies. Uh, also, first of all, 
they should tell people that which means you can never enjoy your prostate exam you know if it's only for defecation it's got to be for penetration occasionally after age 40 you're supposed to get your prostate checked every year and that's penetration i'm sorry it is it's a little bit it's a little, little bit. bit it's a little bit in and hook in and hook that's how you find it you go in and hook towards yourself anyway you know it's so interesting whenever my doctor says well you know i'm gonna have to go okay okay <gasps> If we have time, I have a story I have to tell you. Uh, go. <laughs> okay. Before, look at you. Uh, just a few quick international realm of things I wanted to share, because uh, I think it's important to keep an eye on what is happening with our community in the rest of the world. Uh, in Hungary, we talked about the new extreme anti-LGBTQ laws. The European Parliament has condemned it, and activists put a giant rainbow heart right outside of the Parliament to protest. In China, WeChat is their largest social network. You know, they have all their own because the government's involved. Well, they deleted dozens of LGBTQ pages run by non-government organizations and student groups. Uh, down south in Brazil, conservative governor and presidential candidate Eduardo Leite came out as gay during a TV interview last week. He's running for president. He said, during this moment of low integrity in Brazil, I have nothing to hide. I'm gay. I'm a governor who is gay, not a gay governor. Um, and But the big piece there is he supported Bolsonaro. Remember, we've talked about how homophobic he is, how he said getting the vaccine made you a pansy. So the other out representatives in Brazil aren't super excited about having this guy uh, on our team, but he is running for president. And then on your far right, that's the Czech president who did an interview two weeks ago calling trans people disgusting, said if you undergo a sex change operation, you are basically committing a crime of self-harm. He also said in support of the terrible things in Hungary, I am completely annoyed by the suffragettes, the Me Too movement and Prague pride that he would organize a straight pride if he were younger. Y'all, he basically said, if I were younger, I'd make a hetero pride, a straight pride. And he's annoyed by women's rights, queer rights. Uh, and meanwhile, lots of Bellamy porn is made in Prague. I hope he doesn't find them because, you know, a good bit of the, a lot of those internet porn boys are from the Czech Republic. Yes, I've they are. I've heard. I met a bunch. When I was backpacking in Prague that time, after sort of last the series, somebody suggested I go to the public swimming pool up on the third floor was like the gay deck. And there were the most beautiful boys as far as the eye could see in the middle of a Tuesday afternoon. And I went, right, they must be some of those porn stars. It's very exciting. Well, yeah, they are. Bellamy is very, very, um, I've heard. It's, I've heard. I've heard. It's just I've heard. I'm going to go. To, I've heard. Okay. Well, well but we have reached the halfway house of our show. If you like what we do here, even though we took a break, we do work hard to bring you news that is newsworthy and entertaining. And if you want to support us financially, please, please do. You can send us a tip on Venmo to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to Beard Collins Shores Productions at gmail.com. Thank you to Ray and Michael who have already contributed today. Thank you so much, guys. Um, and, you know, as we always say, we just like you here. So if, if, it's, if there's a struggle, don't do it. Do That's not. right. Don't give us anything you're going to miss. But if you got some extra, you don't know where to put it, put it in our uh, coffers. Theoretical. Jocks, go go jock straps straps. Yes, or or you know, you know, or hats or guitar cases like. Or the tip bowl on the piano. So, yes. Okay. Well, this is a sad story. A horrible story came out of Spain, where in the early hours on uh, July third, 
24-year-old nursing assistant, Samuel uh, Luis, was beaten to death outside of a club in the city of A Coruna. Uh, his friends said they left the club briefly to video chat with someone when two people accused Luis of filming them. One of them beat him in the face. And uh, in a few minutes later, they were joined by 12 others who attacked Luis and leaving him unconscious. Uh, Monday, LGBTQ groups in Spain organized large demonstrations, as you can see there on the, the left, uh, calling for justice. According to reports, police turned out in riot gear and beat the crowd back with batons. This led to local politicians criticizing the police for the response to the protests. Then uh, Spain's prime minister, Pedro Sanchez, wrote, it was a savage and merciless act. We will not take a step backwards when it comes to riots and freedoms, and Spain will not tolerate this. Uh, Spanish police have now announced they've apprehended three men in the murder. But looks like there were, you know, 12, right? Yeah. Yeah. They, they were joined, two people were joined by 12 others, so that's 14. Yeah. Yeah, and it was big, and I'm sure you saw his his photo, you know, went wide and big on social media after the weekend, and they've been making progress in Spain, so there was a big uh, outcry there that went international, um, so lots of love and support to the community there as they mourn and work to get the legislation, uh, there's some draft legislation happening there that's positive for our community, yes. and then at the same time, I didn't see this as much, so I made a big, I, you know, I've been trying out the TikTok, y'all. And I made one about this because uh, this weekend, July 1st through, wait, that's not the one. Oh yeah, that'll be fine. Uh, this weekend was Tbilisi Pride in Georgia, the country, not the state, July 1st through 5th. It was supposed, they opened with a queer festival and it was supposed to end with a solidarity march with allied groups. But then on Monday, violent, far-right, homophobic groups that are backed by the Orthodox church culture there broke into the Tbilisi Pride offices and completely destroyed it. They climbed up the wall outside and broke in. Um, they also allegedly, a tourist was stabbed just because the mob thought he was gay. More than 50 journalists were beaten and Pride organizers were chased while the police did nothing. One of the Pride organizers said he had to change location seven times that day as each location was compromised and hardly managed to escape twice he thought he was about to die when the crowd blocked his car. Well, then they had to call off the march the next day, but they planned a demonstration instead. And this photo you see now on Tuesday evening at 8 p.m., more than 7,000 people showed up to this solidarity rally to protest out in front of the Georgian parliament. Eight groups threw eggs and bottles, but protesters released smoke bombs in rainbow colors, sang the Georgian anthem. And I was following their social media stuff. And back in June, even before their pride happened, they had tweeted, our pride is political and we need international solidarity as well. Join us. And y'all know my big kick the last year has been like, what can we do, right? Follow them on Twitter, Tbilisi Pride, or on Instagram. Um, also, I put down in the ticker below, they put up their PayPal to help with uh, replacing their offices to make sure they have safe transportation so you can PayPal them a donation donation to tbilisipride at gmail.com. It's T-B-I-L-I-S-I, -I -I, Tbilisi. Um, and it's just it was a reminder again of like how brave you have to be to be visible. Yes, some places here still, but in other countries exponentially more so. They're fighting hard against the Orthodox Church. 
against an extremist right-wing MAGA sort of attitude in their political cultural conservatory, uh, conservatism that's like been pulling down the EU flag because they want to lean harder right and towards Russia. So um, you can, but we can donate a little bit of money or hashtag and tweet with them in support of them. Because I just thought, how amazing these people are. I'm Yes. There we go. Yes. So it was, go ahead. No, I was just like, uh, I, I'm, I just want to thank you for bringing so much of uh, international news like this to our attention because there, there are those outside of our country who need our help. Yeah, and, and we've talked about it so many times, it's so often hard because it's like we share the story and what can we do? But this one, I at least found a little action. So if you've got time, a few dollars, uh, send it over there. You know, a little goes a long way and a lot of us giving a little does a lot. Yes, it does. <laughs> so um, I want to ask you a question. How many uh, do uh, the poppers when you have sex? How many have been... Uh, I've done poppers a few times. I Who enjoys the poppers? The poppers. You know how we do in the South. We say the poppers. I, I not. It's not. It's not for me. But I, you know, a handful of times. But in June, the FDA put information about poppers on its website, and they said the FDA has observed an increase in report of deaths and hospitalizations with issues such as severe headaches, dizziness, increase in body temperature, difficulty breathing, extreme drops in blood pressure blood oxygen issues, and brain death, brain death after indigestion, ingestion uh, or inhalation of nitrate, uh, nitrite poppers. In a series of tweets the Friday of Pride in New York City and San Francisco, they tweeted, FDA is advising consumers not to purchase or use nitrate poppers, which can result in serious adverse health effects, including death. These products are marketed as nail polish removers, but they are ingested or inhaled for recreational use. The second tweet said poppers are sold online or at adult novelty stores and packaged in small bottles ranging from 10 to 40 uh, mil, uh, milliliters. They appear similar to energy shots with brand names including Jungle Juice, Extreme Formula, uh, Hardware, uh, Quicksilver and Super Rush in all caps. So now, uh, I'm not okay. doing poppers anymore. Well, first of all, I have never seen it sold as nail polish. Has anyone else? I've always seen it sold as video head cleaner. Yes. Do they have to switch to nail polish because we don't have video heads to clean anymore? You know, I like know. I don't know. The young gays and queers sure wouldn't know what that even that part meant. But you know what else I heard from that? The problem is morons drinking it. You know, they said people ingesting it. Well, yes, I can imagine if you drank some nitrates, you might end up with brain death. But that's just instant, instant evolution. And I have an award. It's it's ex a lot of excess with it. There's a the, the, with the, they don't say, you know, moderate use is okay. You know, just they, until, until it goes in, until it goes in, just a couple of sniffs really help. Just, uh, just, just to get around the mushroom head, y'all. You don't need to just keep huffing away. I've heard, um, yeah. but also, there's no way to give like recommended guidance because it's supposed to be a nail polish mover. So you can't be like three or four huffs, y'all, then take a break. Like, no. Um, oh, I could find some site on the internet that says recommended usage of poppers. Oh, I'm definitely certain. Uh, but wait, we got lots of responses. So here we go. Rob said, 
The poppers make me go soft and a headache. Yeah, I don't like it. It does nothing for me. Xana said not for decades. You could feel the brain cells dying on the dance floor. <laughs> Brent can't stand the smell. Judy, back in my younger day, days. Tate, I used to. Dwayne, I used poppers in 1981, then stopped. Pat, I didn't even know those were still around. Ken, they were fun on the dance floor back in the day. See, I've heard some people that that, just like wandering around doing a little bit. I only really ever heard of anybody trying to do it to sit on a, you know, police cone sized dick. Matt said jungle juice is especially good. <laughs> Summer, so the government just found out about poppers. I know it's like, are we new? Uh, Brent, I can't think of Rush without thinking of nonsense. Uh, but yeah, nail polish removers. I just, it's so strange. Yeah. But let's be honest, people are going to keep doing it. But like anything else, you need to know what you're doing. You're using a, 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 a chemical for off-label. You know, just be careful. Yeah, I'm with you. I have never heard it used. I've never seen anything that said for nail polish remover. And, I, and I've got some nail polish remover. I've got some real nail polish remover. So. Um, wait, it, the, somebody asked earlier, that, are you going to the PEG to perform or something? The PEG? The PEG, P-E-G. I'm not, not that I know of. And Kathy said, is it true you're coming back to Winnipeg? If so, when? Not, that is not true. That is a that is an unfounded rumor. That I is thought, a rumor. I thought I was, I thought I was going to do a Piggly Wiggly tour of the South. I was Would you please do a tour just on a soapbox out front of various Piggly Wigglies? <laughs> there's still a few left. I could do. I know there's one in Birmingham. Oh. Dale Shores, just come see Dale Shores in the parking lot of the Piggly Wiggly. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to stuff you and Rosemary and Newell and Ann Walker in a Winnebago and do a, a, a Piggly Wiggly tour. We'll make a documentary. Yes, it would be great. Uh, well, thank you all for the, the poppers of pining. Uh, a, few, a few quick legal updates on some things. Uh, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine last week greenlit a last-minute amendment to the budget to allow medical providers and insurers the freedom to decline to perform, participate in, or pay for any health care service which violates the practitioners, institutions, or payers' conscience as informed by the moral, ethical, or religious beliefs. Obviously, activists are pointing out it's a license to discriminate against LGBTQ patients. So we will see where that goes. At SCOTUS, though, we had a big win for trans rights because they refused to hear the final appeal of Gavin Grimm's case. Remember the Virginia bathroom case he fought and won in the lower courts. So his victory stands. They will not be addressing it. And finally, that long running conversion therapy case out of uh, New Jersey with Jonah, that organization, they got shut down by the Better Business Bureau, basically, for false advertising. They could convert people. Now, that case was an award of $3.5 million in 2015. Then they compromised with the complainants and lowered because they agreed to dissolve and stop practicing. But then they were found to set up under a new name, and that $3.5 million judgment was reinstated, and an appeals court just upheld it. So... Y'all, that's been going on since 2012, but they are going to get these money from these terrible conversion therapists in New Jersey. Good. Uh-huh. Get that money. Put it to a good cause. That's right. So um, I love this kid's name, this little girl's name. Uh, well, no, this is not the little girl's name, but I like this name, Ditz. Ditz Priest and his partner, Alan, appeared on TV in the UK in their local station's Pride coverage, and they held hands. And that was enough for one old granny 
here I go with another good. This is uh -huh. probably where the accent was more appropriate. Who yeah. wrote the station a letter saying the men's appearance had put me and my husband and grandson off our team. My grandson asked why that man had his hand around the other one. A couple is a man and a woman. It's always will be. You look like a joke. Try being in the circus. Uh, well, Priest posted the letter on Facebook and it led to an outpouring of support in the comments and a handwritten letter from a nine-year-old girl support. And she wrote, after reading your letter, I was in absolute shock. How could someone be so rude? She said that the grandmother should think about your feelings. And she stressed that Priest and his partner should feel proud to be gay and go on television to speak about LGBTQ plus um, ignore what the negative people say about your relationship because they are wrong. They should say positive things about you two because you were you two are amazing. Oh, I love this story. Um, couple means two, not opposite genders. And then she drew the rainbow, and they they uh, had her name blacked out. She has a very good penmanship. Here's what I, two things about that I loved about it is that. You know, because they, they're getting rid of cursive writing here in the uh, States. They're still oh. teaching it, obviously, over in Britain. So I love that. And I love that some parents are doing a good job. And maybe the mother helped her write that. I don't know. But it was uh, it was lovely. Well, first of all, I did not plan today's show to include the, like, Del Shores tour of terrible British accents. But this Hermione Granger meets Maggie Smith scene that you just gave us was truly excellent. I mean, I, this is such a bonus. I hope everyone listening back later enjoys it as much as we did on the live show. If someone uh, out there would like to uh, be my dialect coach uh, next time on these British, I mean, I did I did binge Downton Abbey, Bridgerton, and uh, I'm, I'm, I promised Rebecca that I'm going to watch Game of Thrones, Thrones with her while I'm pilling. I've seen two episodes now. Uh, I don't know. That might be not a good idea. I don't think it's hilarious. I think it'll help. <laughs> you see? You know, it's kind of dark. But oh. I can't wait to hear what you think of the Red Wedding when you're high on Percocets. I mean, they, they, they just like, just have the pilot and just start with a beheading. Rebecca just said, oh, it's happening. Wedding. I know. Spoiler alert. I'm kidding. Uh, Rebecca, please make videos of Dell's reviews of each episode as y'all watch this while he's on pills. For all of our amusement. Thank you. <laughs> um, and then one final story before and then we can chat for a little bit and you can tell your other story. Because uh, I just wanted to applaud this inmate. A gay prisoner in Northern Ireland, Northern Ireland, has launched a legal challenge to the policy that prohibits sex between inmates in Northern Ireland's prisons. Now it started when the prison service told him that condoms, lube, and dental dams and disinfectant tablets aren't allowed in the region's prisons. His application says the prison is breaching the European Convention on Human Rights by refusing to provide prisoners with safe sex aids. He asked for condoms last year and prison officials told him that he could be charged under the prison's disciplinary procedure if he was found to have had sex with fellow inmates. Now, John O'Doherty, director of the Rainbow Project said, I think honestly, one of the main barriers to the implementation of that has been around recognizing there has been sexual activity among prisoners. Lord, the Catholics, it does not matter where in the world they are. They like to pretend like people just aren't having sex. And I want to applaud the shit, literally, out of this man for saying, look, 
I'm gay and I'm in prison. And if the only silver lining I have here is that I can have all the sex I want with whoever's interested and I'm interested in, give me those condoms. Emerson, an Irish accent with John O'Daughtery, who was with John O'Daughtery. I think, I think honestly, one of the main barriers to the implementation of that has been around recognizing there has been a sexual activity among prisoners. Thank you. How about that? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I did a musical called A Man of No Importance with an Irish accent. And the way I switch accents in my real life uh, is I do the Gettysburg Address in the different accent that I'm moving to. Forrest oh, wow. seven years ago, our fathers brought forth on this nation a new nation conceived in liberty and dedicated to the proposition that all men are created equal. Sort of like that. I like that. That's what is what a weird uh, thing to do. But um, I know such a quirk. Anyway, back to prison sex thoughts. <laughs> um, that you you kind of reminded me of Tom. Remember Tom on on Downton Abbey, the um, Lady Sybil's uh, husband. Oh yes, the Irish yeah. one. Yes. So, but anyway, uh, prison sex. Did you have any thoughts before? I do I have any them? thoughts? I've well, seen single Pornhub of, of the prison sex. It's one of my go-to's. Prison sex. Now, you know what the problem with prison sex is? It's never Chris Maloney and that beautiful ass and dick on Oz in the oh, real world. Oh my God, that was that's. Do remember that? I mean, that was life changing well, for me. It, I'm just going to give you some advice right now, straight women, gay men. Google Chris Maloney naked Oz and you will see everything. And I mean everything. He is a it's beautiful. Everything's beautiful. Um, but I just applaud this homosexual for wanting to be able to fuck around in prison and do it safely and filing an application saying that they are breaching the European Convention on Human Rights because this man is horny and he's in prison. And he's like, so sorry, it's not co-ed for the rest of y'all, but I've got a smorgasbord of choices around me but I don't want to catch anything and everything that they got. So give us some condoms and lube so we can slide it in a little easier because he can't get poppers in prison. And I guess, they, you know, that, you know, cause that little store they have like in oranges, the uh -huh, new, uh -huh, they uh -huh. don't have, I don't go, they don't have poppers. They don't have lube. They don't have I feel like it's, it's like ramen noodles, slippers, soap, poppers, lube, and condoms. That's a lot but the I bet general store he you wants. could probably get some olive oil. You could probably get some baby oil. You could probably get a few things that, you know. This is you telling him, look, if you can't get the condoms and lube, volunteer to work in the kitchen and see if there's yes. some extra virgin olive oil Butter. for a not so virgin asshole. Butter and saran wrap. That's what you need. <laughs> <laughs> Butter Safe and saran wrap. Safe prison sex is butter and saran wrap. That's you are the Paula Dean of getting dick. Butter <laughs> and saran wrap, y'all. Just put some, you wrap it in saran wrap a couple times, twist it off, tie it at the bottom, not too tight, but it can kind of be like a cock ring. And then you just get you some butter and all and rub it all over, butter and all. Slide it in. You're welcome. When you're in a bottle. You, you use butter for lube, eating that asshole is going to taste amazing. I bet you you could go online and you could find you know, kitchen sex suggestions. I bet you butter and saran wrapper there. Also, um, wait, spoiler alert, y'all. These are not real safe sex tips. As Alan points out, don't use oil with your condoms. It makes them right. fall apart. Uh, you know, this is not real. And well, obviously in real life, there is lots of 
challenges faced by LGBTQ people in prisons. There was a new study done about how horrifying it is for trans people in prisons who can't get access to their healthcare or to their pills or be put in the right place. So all of the real stuff is really real, but we're still gonna applaud this get this homo in prison in Nor Northern Ireland fighting the good fight for if you wanna have sex, you should be able to. You know, you're still a human being. So on the same subject, I wanna tell y'all about, and you Emerson, about me getting searched thoroughly at the airport at LAX. So Debbie and Ed go through, uh, and then suddenly I am flagged. And I said, oh, I just had a shoulder replaced. Because, you know, I haven't gone through one of those since I had my shoulder replaced. So I thought maybe that was it. I said, I just had my shoulder replaced, and there are some screws in there. And he goes, that's not there. That's not it. Debbie says that there's this outline of this man on these two, you know, on the other side where I'm standing. And my crotch is just lit up like a Christmas tree. And so he, so the guy, very straight guy, I must add, he said, do you have any hardware down there? And I said, no, no metal at all. And I said, no, no metal at all. And he said, I'm really sorry, but I'm going to have to search you rather thoroughly. And I said, oh, please be thorough because it has been so long since I've been touched. And it threw him off a little bit, but it did, a little not, bit. it did not stop him doing his job. I'm telling you, Emerson, I thought I was going to have to propose. He was uh, he was really trying to find whatever that was that was. And, and, he, and he even put his hand down my jeans around my stomach. I was. I, I was almost aroused. I, right. I mean, you'd be halfway to a semi. Say, look, sir, it's a long lockdown. So anyway, that's my that was my experience at the airport. And uh, it was not bad. And I was just so upset. I said, Ed, I can't believe you filmed everything on that camera, but you did not get that. He said, I was scared. I was scared. Well, he did have a tiny clip, but like, you are not allowed to film in TSA. No. I mean, they'll take your phone. Wait, but that reminds me of a follow-up story to your follow-up story. I'm playing the role of you today. While I was in Palm Springs and we went to the gay stores and bought some new clothes you can't wear anywhere, I decided while we were in the big old leather store uh, that I was ready to try for the first time a metal cock ring. I've used elastic and the little snap button. You know, I always get a little nervous. Like, you know, you get hard and I don't want to be the one in the emergency room saying, do you have like the jaws of life to get this cock ring off my, you know, from around me, you know, risk it all. But this sweet old leather daddy's work in the store. I said, but I don't know. How do you figure out what size? They're done by diameter. And I'm like, how do you measure across behind your shaft and balls? I mean, that's just not practical. And they are very sweet. And they let me try on two and then cleaned the shit. At, like they have all kinds of sanitation and alcohol things, to be clear, uh, for the one that didn't work. And I got it on. But then I said, well, I got to buy this one because now I can't take it off. Oh, well, you know, you start to get a little because look, I just decided, you know, I, sometimes you want a, a little bit of surprise jewelry. Yeah. And yeah. so I bought one. I did. I bought my very first real silver metal one. It was very exciting. Was it at that store that was across from uh, like chill bar on the other side of the street. That no, was no. I love we go. We went into rough trade and I bought a shirt I'll wear on the show at some point. I bought a new little pink hat that says queer real big on it. Uh, no, this wasn't another. Blake, are you in here? He's not. Blake's doing that thing where he can't listen to me scream at you for an I hour. I saw Blake today going very deliberately going across this, the crosswalk right by Whole Foods. 
And I was trying to get his attention, but he had a mission. He was oh, he was on his way to training mates, the Australians he works out with, um, which is great. Please go. No, it was off at another part of town. I'll find out what it is. Um, but Rosemary said, there's a career cock ring fitting. Now, look, I would be more than happy now that I understand to help anybody that needs help with their fittings because I had to show the man because I was like, is this right? Is this how it should fit? And he's like, that might be a little tight. I was like, well, I'm in it now. But I do. I have some new penis jewelry for. Well, uh, yeah, I tried one on it at that store across from Chill one time, and um, the guy just kept kind of lurking. So, oh, he's just trying to be helpful. We just call that friendly. <laughs> and then he, and then I was on the cover of a magazine because I was Grand Marshal. He goes, "Oh my God, you're Dell Shores." I was very embarrassed. Um, Wait, Rob said in Chicago, the first I bought a cock ring, the guy working there drops in pants and shows me how to put it on. I mean, see, that's just helpful. That is so helpful. That's just Christian. That is Christian. Rosemary said, I bought a sports stripe model in 1987, a prop for my play bachelorette party. Oh, you I saw it, Rosemary. Rosemary. Is that still in a bucket somewhere? I'd wear it, probably. I played the stripper in that play for uh, as an understudy. Alan said, reminds me when I got help getting fitted with my leather jog strap at Mr. S. It is one of the things I love about all those gay stores. The, you know, the sales associates are very friendly and helpful. Well... It's, um, it, 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 I'm going to add it to the, the the list of jobs I wouldn't mind having, like, you know, a masseur for very hot men and a small town beauty operator like Roger at the Beehive. Those are my go-tos. Yes. Uh, Y'all, see, we kept it nice and light. We've got a few minutes left. So first, how's everybody else doing? Uh, and second, once again, if you want to send us a tip, we do appreciate it. I sure miss it on those weeks we don't do shows. Uh, you can do that on Venmo to at Emerson Collins or on PayPal to Beard Collins Shores Productions at Gmail. I don't even know how you justify buying that cock ring without the tips. I know. I overspent a little bit in Palm Springs, y'all. I'm going to be honest. I bought some like sequin shorts. I bought a shirt that's a, like a merman in a harness. I don't need that, but I wanted it. It was a little okay. bit shopping. So Anderson's in a little bit of a jam this week, y'all. <laughs> like Dwayne said, you can upgrade to a platinum ring too. Dwayne, I got to get a lot more tips before I can afford spending that much money on something nobody but Blake is going to see. And, and that's like if you're single, that's very, oh my God, you've got a platinum cock ring. You must uh -huh. have money. That's how you know a fag is fancy. Um, but I will be honest with y'all. I posted on my Instagram, you know, we had a, some tough work news this week and I've been slogging a little bit along through getting stuff done. So how's everybody else? Y'all have fun weekend plans. Do you, you have stuff Are you back I, to teach? Well, Rosemary Alexander is in the room. I am, I am taking, uh, Rosemary and Newell out to dinner for Newell's Father's Day. That was my gift. And we're doing it tomorrow night before I go under the knife. I'm teaching this weekend twice, and I always love teaching. And uh, hopefully my bathroom will be finished, and I'll be cleaning up some shit. Yes, almost all the way back to, like, house and home. I did see this on Facebook, and y'all, our dear friend Rob Dietrich, you know, who's always here and incredibly supportive, Rob had a date and that went awry, and a guy stole $400 from him. Uh, and so on this hookup. And so, Rob, I'm so sorry that that happened to you and that you're going through that. Um, Zana is working on her shoe database with photos. Yes, please send it to all of us when it's done. And Ken is going to his first, first post-COVID concert tomorrow night, Brad Paisley in yeah. West Palm. I love Brad Paisley. 
Yay! Oh, well, good. Well, y'all basically have that hit the man, the man, the dad who didn't have to be or something like that. Wasn't that? It's that real sad, that real uplifting, but like, oh, it got you right here because his stepdad, who became his stepdad, he knew it was going to be a good man because he took him on the first date with his mama. I just love country music like that, that just makes you, just makes you warm, just makes you fuzz. Um, I'm so glad for you in that journey and that song. <laughs> <laughs> to the rest of y'all. We do love doing this. Sorry, it's been a little sporadic. It's going to be a little bit more, but once Dell's off the pills enough, we'll come back uh, and be doing them a little more often. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I'm real serious for a moment. If you have a friend, tell your friends to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, we're, we've sort of plateaued and sitting at the same spot on those, and it should be nice. We, we've spread the word to all of our people and got all of y'all in that we can get. Um, so tell some people you enjoy what we do, and they can listen to some of our back catalog while Dell's popped up on peels there you go the moment i i can uh, utter a coherent sentence which is not always the case even when i'm not pilling uh we will be back right Emerson? yes we will everybody have a great weekend take care of yourselves bye y'all bye <laughs>